Yeah. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Karate Without Belts. I'm always John. And I'm Jeremy. Welcome, welcome, folks. Today we are going to be writing a little on what we were talking about last week, but we're going to go at it through talking about testing, how people get tested, should people get tested, and what does testing mean. But before we get into that, Jeremy, how the heck are you doing today? Um, just, just been kind of a crazy week, but uh, um, with with my brace and some of the other things that I've been able to do, I actually started working on AQ again, which I hadn't done in a long time. So that was kind of kind of nice. So that was it was kind of a shock that I was like, no, I just need to work on that. And that was, is that working on the right in terms of footwork for you, or are you just doing 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 the hand, arms? I, I'm, I'm just I'm just taking it real nice and just nice and easy. Not I'm not putting a lot of power. I'm just going through it really really slow, looking at the refinement of some of my hand movements and stuff like that. So so that's been kind of cool. Cool, great, great. Uh, this week I've been working uh, just continuing to go on the journey of putting a little more on top each time so if i want to do a kata i'll do two of the same kata and then if i want to do two kata i'll do each kata maybe three times and something like that seeing kind of like reps in terms of that and then maybe varying it up and getting a lot of lot a lot of trying to get a lot of running in so when someone isn't trying to break in my house and or a typhoon isn't hitting, so. Ooh. No, so, I got you. so not so much that I think that's going to happen on the island, but the Philly instincts kicked in when someone's <laughs> when I hear I hear something something knocking on the door, so. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. I appreciate that. Yep, but it is what it is. Uh, last night I had a really nice time training with a Kyokushinkan brown belt, and we just we re just had a real good solid basics hour of just doing basic handwork and footwork, and then he got had they had this like body pad that was just could cover your body, and you kind of held up with like both arms up, and you could other than the face, it it pretty much just covered your entire body. So, but it, it had been kind of old, so protecting the uh, valuables, as it were, was not as padded as you'd like. So. I understand. Gotcha. So, is what it is. I'll move it on from that fun topic. Yeah. Um, so, we're getting on talking about uh, testing today. And I guess, how do we want to define testing from the start? I mean, as far as testing, I mean, to me, it's what 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 is it that meets the, the basic skills to to hit an actual test? I mean, it, I mean, you look at it from not just martial arts, but look at it from you know an education perspective. You know, hey, are you going to pass this? To move on to more material are you going to do you know and i mean i don't know different places are different you know everybody's got their own set of requirements for testing the curriculum standards stuff like that yeah standards things like that um 
so I, I think in that aspect, I think everybody's a little bit different. You, even even if you're in some organization that's that's got it laid out to a team. I mean, maybe I'm wrong on that. I mean, I, now I now I think about it, there are a handful of organizations that you know it, you either hit all these requirements or you you don't pass. Period. Right. I think that that largely is in how dependent or independent the school is. So if the school is is I don't want to say we don't think we've used this term term on the podcast yet, like a McDojo, which is part of a like a large organization that kind of just like pops up all of its stuff. But you know, that can also be across the board with anything related to big, big, big styles like Shotokan and Taekwondo, which tend to be fairly cookie cutter in what their requirements are. Well, I mean, you, you also, anymore, I mean, you have some of these really big um, organizations or schools that are offering, you know, five, six different styles and they're offering rank or they're offering belt testing in each one of these styles. Well, every, every time I see something like that, I'm like, okay. Who's the person that's that's able to give or be able to test in each one of these disciplines? I mean, because each, I mean, technically, technically they should be, you know, separated. I mean, if, if you're getting, you know, a belt in jujitsu, a belt in, in uh, Ishinru Karate and, and uh, belt and Taekwondo or or some type of testing and maybe even Wing Chun Kung Fu or something, you know, it's just something totally different. How do you it's have like, all this existing in the same, under the same roof? Yeah. Um, yep. I think it's, some, some, there are some places I've seen them, they, they pop up and they, they go away and some, some are more successful than others. But they have multiple teachers for multiple styles, and they, when you can get some martial arts teachers to to quiet their egos enough to band together, to have a space, because at least in the country we're from, the kind of it's the quest for real estate in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I mean, even in the big, in, even in the bigger cities, you've got that as well too. So I mean, right, and I think. In, in some of those cases, you I, that's enough case for for students talking to each other where they're like, what do you need to do for your test here? And what do you need to do for your test here? Uh, different styles will have different requirements. Um, but I think, especially when it comes to, when you talk about, we talk about testing, I particularly think that when you kind of get away from the, the talk of rank, which we were going on a little last week, and you're just more worried about what should a test be or what should testing be. Um, I really feel it's more of an existential question of martial arts because that's what martial arts is. It's the test of character, the test of skill, the test of, of will. Right. Well, I mean, you, you get into, you know, several theories of mind, body, and spirit. Right. You, you know, and not just, okay, 
I see instructor do exercise A, I can do exercise A. They do B, I do B. Not so much that, but what else are you bringing to the table? Right. And, you know, when, when you start getting into your into your higher ranks, I, I think, or higher belt, belt levels, you start getting into more... What is this person actually contributing? It, are they actually contributing? Are they moving the discipline forward? Are they of good character out in the community? You know, and it, it, it just kind of carries over. That, that's that's my take on it. And hey, I I could be completely wrong on it too. So and it's well, all good. No, I mean that. I mean those are important points. Because if you're just looking at karate from a from a completely technical perspective, then those things don't matter. Um, but if you're looking at karate from a more holistic perspective, then those things should matter when we're, when we're trying to build our communities and build our schools around the, around that. Some feedback we've got I got from last week was that um, the grade. Well, it's not it's the flawed system, but it's the system that we have. And sometimes I can get behind when people say that. Um, uh, maybe not so much in this case. But especially when you're talking about testing people's abilities and testing their, te their technical skill, um, that only goes so far as to see what that person's going to be able to do. And not necessarily going to be able to show what they're, they're willing to contribute. So what should someone contribute kind of maybe outside of that, do you think? Um, I, I mean, one of the, one of the things that one of the like guiding principles we have is, or Dojo Kun, what, however you want to call it is like, you know, you know, strive for good moral character. It, is this person moral or is this person you know, okay, yeah, they're they're a great technician, but once they walk out the door, they're a complete jerk. You know, and I mean, it, it isn't showing that way. And one of the things that we talked about last week is, you know, if you've got skill, if you're an instructor and you've got skill enough to watch somebody, you can you can pick up little things on their on their moral behavior. If if they're if they're willing to give to other people, or, I mean, not just money, but I mean, are they willing to teach? Are they willing to train with other people? Are they willing to set aside their ego? Are they willing to, you know, help someone else out? I mean, th things like that. Right. And do you think that can be really be tested, or how could that be? And how could that kind of that kind of thing be tested because you know you can't really give people necessarily a moral right test, but you can kind of judge yeah. their character. You're you're a you know you're you're a moral black belt, but your skill levels at a yellow belt. You know, I mean, yeah, you can't. You can't you're right. You can't do that, but but on the same token, it. It's it, it gets to the point of is the person teachable? You know, 
are they able to be teachable or not? Right. Um, I, I know you've probably, you've run into people that have been, oh, I know this and I know that and I know this and I know that and I know this and I know that. And it's like, well, okay, that's, you know, and you just kind of sit back and kind of, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then, you know, if you want to approach them about, hey, you know, would you like to trade some? No, I don't want to trade anything. I just know this side or the other thing. I mean, I, I know you've run into people like that as well as I have as well. Right. Many different arenas and stuff. Um, that, that, that brings up a brings up a story long, 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 long time ago. Um, I, I I was I went back to college for my degree, and they were starting up a martial arts club. I'm like, hey, that's kind of cool. You know? And so I'm in there with this guy, and I may or may not have some experience in that. <laughs> no, oh, I got no, I got you. And and the guy's like, well, I'm so and so, I'm seventh degree black belt or whatever he was. I don't even remember. And he's like, yeah, okay, that, that's great. You you trained in whatever this that or the other thing, and then you know, and he really really quite arrogant. And, you know, I'm just kind of like, look, you know, I'm, I'm here to just kind of help support the college. Maybe this would be a good thing, stuff like that. And so, so, so he proceeds, well, I want to see what your best technique is against a punch. And he throws a punch at me. And because he kind of rubbed me the wrong way, I mean, I, I, I hit him on the arms and numbed his arms. I mean, I hit him as hard as I could. I, I really did. Like, okay, we want to play this game, we can play this game. All I know is his arm went straight dead, and he could not move it for 45 minutes. I mean, it was, I mean, I was shocked. That, I mean, he could not move it. It was just down at his side the whole time while he's doing all this stuff. And it wasn't my intent, but it was my intent to get his intent, uh, his attention. Like, hey, you know, let's let's work together. Let's not be a jerk, you know. Right. And you know, and you know, and we we became friends after that. You know, after that, it was kind of pretty cool, and we had a pretty good working relationship and stuff. So it was, it was, okay. I mean, it wasn't bad. So it was all good. So, but. You know, he was sixth, seventh on at the time. I think I was first degree. Or, yeah, I think I I had my first first on for maybe a couple of years or whatever. So, but like I said, it it just depends on how you perceive things, right. how you perceive the rank. How 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 do I perceive my rank, and how do I perceive you as this rank? And so he was trying to test test you on test you on your skill, and you were trying to test him on what he was doing. Yeah, pr pretty kind much of character and, and character to a degree. Yeah. So I mean, I was I wasn't, I, a little, I wasn't trying to be a jerk. I was just like, you know, I just want to work with you, bud. So that's all. So, but anyway. So I think I think that's almost like what you that story you just relate is almost the story of martial arts. 
soci- sociality in martial arts, right? Because yeah. how many other stories are almost exactly like that, where you have someone who's arrogant comes up against somebody who isn't trying to be arrogant, has to has to test something, and people end up having mutual respect in that in that way. I think that's that that kind of myth- I don't want to say mythology because that isn't mythology. It's not something happened to you, but that kind, right. that kind, that kind of back, back background in pe- people's head about martial arts, I think, is probably the most important bit. Um, and that's when it comes to, to, to testing yourself out against other people. That's when the ultimate test is going to be. Um, to kind of bring it back to to kind of testing a little more was, um, you know, when I was trying to run things as a test as it were you know i remember i only had a group group of maybe four guys or four people and all they knew were two katas because that's all when i was in college i led a group and it's all maybe we were training for three months and that was pretty much all the time we had and it was like the end of the semester and i was like okay what can i do to test everybody Mind you, I wasn't trying to, to really put them, put them up for rank. I was just trying to test them. Mm-hmm. So we pounded those two kata into the ground two hours straight. Just the first two kata we practiced, that's all we did, two hours straight. And the room was pretty, was pretty heavy after that, but I think that's... I think almost the more important part to do than to kind of see what people people remember or people know. It's not necessarily what they remember or what they know, it's what they can do. Yeah. So I think that's that's one way of testing of, te- of testing people. Um, to bring it back to on a kind of more of a you know, we talked about moral testing, you know, but how should how should we test people then? Um, would you would you approximate what sh- what should be uh, the way we go about testing? Um, if we were to kind of deliver a standard, if we were to proclaim to the world on top of a hill, like yeah, well, this shall be the standard. I I I don't know. There's ever I don't think there'll ever be that. But I think one of the things. One of the things I really worked hard whenever I tested somebody was a lot of times what I'm trying to do is not so, I mean, I, I hit, okay, here are the skills you got to hit. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, here's your check mark part of it. Now, give me the background on how all this works. So then all of a sudden my engineer background comes in from, from my career is like, okay, that's great. You can do it and all that kind of stuff. But if you don't understand this stuff and you don't understand where it's coming from and what you can do with it, I, I don't care what belt you are and how you test. I don't want you to get in front of a test in a testing situation. It, it, possibly feel very uncomfortable and almost embarrass yourself. And, and I've, I've seen things like that happen where, yeah, they knew the checklist, 
but they had no no grasp on how everything was put together. Does so that make sense? You no, know, that makes perfect sense um, because the, you there are the the I don't want to say kata zombies, but we are getting into the to the, to the the Halloween season. So, um, so you have people who are like who are like exercising like kata zombies, where they'll just like walk through katas, they'll walk through exercises. And they'll be able to maybe parrot through them. Um, a lot of what people don't, I don't think, understand is that everyone starts at a different level um, physically when they start. Um, you know, whether it's five years old, fifteen years old, or fifty years old, right? Um, so people's ability to absorb and whatnot can all, you know, is all relative. But people can parrot what they see, but that doesn't necessarily mean they understand it. So right. how would we then go from, because I don't think anybody really does much of a test um, past what I think what you were talking about last week in terms of checking understanding um, or doing it in a productive way like you're talking about. Right. So would it almost end up being two separate tests in that regard? No. Where it's, ooh, okay. I, I, no. Um I mean, to me, there's always ways to to drill down into something, such as, um, well, like one of the things I would, what I would do is I would take a handful of movements, whether it was from kata, whether it's from exercise maybe put a couple movements together from an exercise. Okay, how, how can you actually use this from a punch? How can you actually use this from, from a grab? I mean, get them thinking. It's like, because you're, when you walk out of that dojo, when you walk out of that training hall, you're not going to be in a safe place to train. It's right. like, you, you, better, you better be thinking on your feet. And that's why I try to, like, what, what are you thinking about? How are you going to analyze this? I mean, if somebody, if somebody's walking towards you this way, what can happen? What may not happen? Don't know, but be aware of what's going on. What can happen? What can you do? You know, think. Don't, I mean... Your instructor is not going to be there to coach you through a situation if you get into it. Right. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that I, I know all the answers. I, I don't. But I, it goes back to something, you know, Mr. Oyata said when we were in, in Okinawa and is one of the best pieces of advice. And he says, there's no secret to self-defense and is giving yourself enough time to make the right decision. Don't, don't just do something. Give, give yourself enough time to make the right thing to, that's going to help you out. Okay. So let's break it down in an in, in a actionable sense. Yeah. Um, so let's break this down then. So we got a student. Let's say mm -hmm. we got, um, or we want to formulate a test for for a group of people. 
Um, say they've they've maybe gone through about six months of training. Okay. What what test would we want to formulate for this group of people? Would it have to be in a group? Would it be individually? Would it be a mix of both? Mix. And how would we do that? And how would we do that knowledge knowledge check? I mean, I mean, it would be in a mix. I mean, you, you'd want to test individual skill. Can they do? Can the individual do the do the checklist? Boom, 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 boom. Okay, yeah. so checklist is still is still on, on the mark because we need to make sure everyone knows that the, that's a kind of an easy way to kind of ch check if people can at least pick zombie through something. Right. I mean, you know, that that's kind of your baseline that you're looking at. At that point, that's when you have a mix with, you know, if you've got several people, you've got a mix within your class. And basically, like, that's when you start possibly pairing them up to possibly, you know, okay, create a technique out of boom, 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 you know, whatever. I mean, if, if they punch, do something with that. What, what can you do? You know, get them to think on the feet. And not, not something like, you know, okay, you you've done the first kata in your in your in your discipline, and you've done like maybe the first exercise or two in your discipline. Maybe don't some... pull some, don't pull something from like exercise twelve or or you know kata number ten or you know something something just... you don't know or something you're not good at. Right, something that you've not been practicing, but something okay, maybe take. This little movement out of kata and add maybe you know an outside block and a punch. So, you know, so, something just to get them thinking. You know, think, you know, think, be able to think on their feet. And and sometimes I like maybe it's something they've kind of seen, and maybe something just to, with a little twist. Mm -hmm. And I like I like just adding a little twist to things because then it's like okay, now you're truly thinking on your feet. So the very vi <clears throat> so showing <clears throat> uh, var variations on themes, while at the same time, time I'm seeing we're seeing that they have the bit the bare skeleton, so we can actually right. they can actually demonstrate that they understand what's going on, rather than just saying parrot go okay, the end. Um, right. All right, all right. I mean, I think a lot of people can get behind that. Um, I think the think on your feet thing doesn't. Doesn't seem to to really apply to a lot of people. I've, I've seen that in like black belt testing with some people, very very kind but, of vaguely. But, but if that but becomes where, like, but where do you start with that? I mean, yeah, I mean, exactly. Do, do, do you just spring it to them like, hey, guess what? You're gonna be be testing for showdown, and hey, we're gonna spring all sorts of crap on you that you've never experienced before. It's like. Get, get you know it doesn't have to be a huge thing but get people started thinking on their feet from you know from the beginning and then once they get to that done right then they've built up that muscle quite a bit i mean that like, like i said that that's that's my take so the so that's the technical aspects and kind of the chart aspects as it were what about physical aspects what, what about what sorry Physical aspects. So, like, for example, could do we? And obviously, this this does this is relative to age, body ability, and stuff like that. And so, it's also going to be based upon who is in the school. Um, mm -hmm. And this is 
what I've, I've definitely been thinking about a lot, especially when it comes to basics, is that basics and conditioning need to be kind of in tandem, right? Because yeah. you, can, you can't do good, good basics without that conditioning. You can't, you can't form good skills without conditioning, right? Your arms aren't going to function better if they're smaller and weaker, but they will function better if they are better defined and, and you've done something to you know improve them. Same thing with your core, same thing with your legs. Um, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. So should a physical test, right? Push-ups, sit-ups, running, squats, you name it, you know, wheelbarrows, um, which are always fun. Sparring even can be considered in some, maybe even something separate from that technical test. I think some. Mm. I, I, I think some, but I, I don't think that it... Uh, but like I said, this is my take on it. I, I, I think some, but I don't think it needs to be full-on requirement. Such as, you know, I mean... By the time they by the time they test, I mean almost every instructor that I've you know been a part of worked with, they're like you know we've seen we've seen you for months on end. We've seen your development. We've seen your your commitment. We've seen, you know, your physical attributes, your your stamina, you know, different things like that. By the time you get to a test, I think it should mainly, to me, it should be skill. To me, I always like to, to be skills and can can they take it past just, just the checklist? Can they actually use the stuff? Right. Can they use? Can they actually use it? Can they think about? It? Can can they actually think about what they're doing? So, and I I one hundred percent agree with that. One thing I think that could be helpful to a lot of people, and I think could well merge the kind of library aspect, study aspect um, of karate with bro gym of martial arts yeah. is that you when you start anyone and this is just me spitballing but i think this might not be a bad idea when you start with anyone you figure out what their physical limits are and you write them down and then maybe every three months every six months whatever you kind of go back and be like all right where are we at now where where are your physical limits now and then the next three months, all right, this is what we got to work on. Okay, then the next three months, this is what we got to work on. And so in a way, it kind of almost becomes like breaking your records with gym, breaking your records with running, breaking your records with, you know, and that, because that's going to all spill over into your sparring. That's all going to spill over to your ability to, to, to kind of quickly adapt and stuff like that. Because the healthier someone is, the better they're going to be at Getting, getting these, I'm getting this stuff off the ground, right? Um, well, well, I, th I think also you you will see it in their day to day practice too, right? I, I mean, I, I know 
I can tell when somebody's gotten much, much better in their, in their conditioning, just by the way they do the kata. Right. And, and so that should be shown there as well. I mean, but that, that's, that's to me, that, that's my perspective too, so. No, I think that there's, I think there's room for all of it, but, I, and yeah. I think it's just like thinking it from a kind of a, I don't want to sound corporate but like four, four quadrant perspective or holistic perspective. Yeah, I, I, but I also think, you know, to tie into that though, if you're the instructor, if you're the instructor, it's, your responsibility you're you're the one setting up the parameters on how you're going to test them right yeah kind of like a college professor i mean you can have a college professor that goes right by the book or you can have a college professor that kind of goes by the book and kind of goes hey let's let's see how this really works or you can have a college professor like heck with the book this how this really works you know so i mean it's several different ways and and i think that comes into this as well throw out the cut out you're just gonna be punching a makawar for the next six months i mean if, if, if that's what you're testing on hey um good luck keeping any student i'll say that much i mean after <laughs> I think maybe, maybe, maybe there are doing is Hojo Undo for the first seven years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe there are some people out there who just want to punch a mock war for, you know, a couple years or whatever, and that's it before they start training. But um, I'm, I'm not one of them. I mean, I'm, I've done my share of mock war training, but it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> I think one thing about testing and stuff like that, there's places that do monthly tests, weekly tests, year or whatever. I think when I think of testing, I think it, I think of it from like three to six months. And kind of what we were talking about last week is that if we had if it is better as an event for your school rather than as like necessarily a personal test for one person. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's, that's really where you can really build a good community actually out of getting to a certain point um, without necessarily pressuring or putting the pressure on one person to you have to be here by this time rather than just saying, okay, let's see where you're at. Yeah. I, you know, it. That's one of those. One, I think it's a instructor preference. Number two, I think it's also the student. And I hate, I hate to say this, but it can also be the parent perspective wow. as well. You know, <laughs> depending on what kind of school you've got, and and I, I, it, I don't know it. Karate moms all coming after you for their kids' next black tip. We have 50 belts to get to our black belt, you know, and so we will be testing every two weeks, and you will be charged $100 every two weeks to test, so good luck. Yeah. Now, it's like, come on. You know, I mean, th things like that just 
irritate me to no end. But but uh, outside the insanity of that is like you if you when we talk about testing kids, I think it's almost more important because you're helping form someone's idea of what their test is. Um, and I think a lot of places might kind of not necessarily value that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think you do have to address it to a point, but, you know, having that many jumps and this and all, I, I think, personally, I think that's ridiculous, but, I mean, I understand you're trying to, one, you're trying to build confidence in the kids and things like that, but uh, a lot of time, I mean, I, I've seen it and, I, I take it you've probably seen it as well, where it, it's almost more important for that kid to get a black belt than it is for, I mean, it's more important for the for the parent for that kid to get a black belt than it is for the kid to get a black belt. Well, and that's, were I to be running a kid's program now, I would straight up tell the parent, this kid will not get a black belt. Because we don't give black belts to kids. That's my perspective, personally. Is that I, I, I would, from, we're just talking from straight up, not, not con, talking about junior black belts and senior black belts and whatever yeah. kind of, whatever is kind of thrown in there. Um, no, we don't do that. But, but interestingly enough, um, here in Japan, when the kids start training in the black belt in the karate clubs at school there is an understanding that you can get a junior black belt here but by the time you get to high school you're starting back over in white belt and straight up they're like okay and they're perfectly fine with it because they'll work their way back up the rank and that and that kind of goes back to culture i mean right I mean, you know, I mean, you think about the United States, most people have a problem with trying to start back over. There's nothing wrong with starting back at zero. No, I mean, but I think, I mean, you've got to condition the person to actually accept, okay, it's okay to start back at zero. I've seen a handful of people that were able to do that but I've seen more than couldn't, so. Right, and then, I mean, and we're talking something very specifically about kids and kind of progressing as they grow older. Well, I, I, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about that, but I'm also, I'm also just talking about straight ego, period. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I've seen I've seen adults. I mean, adults would go do something else, and then they'd come come in. And it's like, oh yeah, we can. You know, we, oh, I I was this rank. Great. I mean, what do you want? A cookie? What? I don't know. It's congratulations. I, you know, good for you, but it's not going to fly here. And sometimes they don't like to hear that. It's, well, you know, yeah. But that's, I think, understandable. Um, but again, that, go, that goes back to culture. Is that people don't want to be... you, And it goes back to testing, too. Is you, were t- I, you don't know who, how that person was tested. 
Right. That person might say, oh, we did X, Y, and Z. They might not be, be being, they might not be honest about that. Um, right. If you're, it's your responsibility as a teacher, if you are a teacher, um, to test that person regardless. And I think starting somebody over is fine. And if people aren't happy with starting over, then maybe they shouldn't. Well, I mean, what's the true issue? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, is it is it the art or is it what's going on inside your head? And that's and that's that's a whole other discussion. So, yeah. I mean, what is it? Because it's the distinction of of how people perceive their rank and how they perceive the social distinction of, well, I trained and I tested for this, so I earned this right to be called X, Y, and Z. Right. right? Um, and they've tested into to where they've been become, or they haven't, so that other person hasn't earned the right to do that. And so you end up with this weird social jealousy nonsense. Um, no, no, that. But I mean, I mean, it, it goes two ways. It, it goes from a person being tested, how they perceive that, perceive that test, how they perceive what they're getting from that test, and then you've got other people who are perceiving, huh? What is it like to be up there? You know, what what is it like to be? second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, you know, what, whatever Don rank or, or whatever. It's not that different from the other ones. I know. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Don't tell the feds. Well, but I well, mean, this, this does bleed it, over to other parts of life. Well, well it's funny. One, one of the things I think, I, I think, what was it? I mean, when I was when I was with Robbie, he always, my first instructor, Robbie Morris, he'd always say, you know, it's very interesting. The people that come in here real gung-ho and this and that and the other thing and just, you know, just and whatever, they're the ones that usually quit within, an, within a year to two. Because usually they get about a year or two and then when they, they burn out, they find something else that they're passionate about, whatever. You know, but he always said the people that come in very humbly and not really looking to get a black belt or this or that or the other thing are usually the ones that surprise everybody and end up being black belts. And, and I mean, I, I was kind of in that boat too. I, I, uh, I think I've told you this story. Um, I mean, when I when I started, I was just like, "Hey, that'd be kind of cool." And there's been a lot of fights breaking out on the docks where I was working at. So I'm like, because I was unloading trucks at the time. So I'm like, you know, really, I I I don't know squat. I'd get killed. I mean, I I came to that. I had no clue what I would, what I'd do if somebody attacked me. I really didn't. So I. So I went in like doom 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 doom. You know, I went into it pretty stupid, I, I guess in a way, stupid and humble. And like, okay, you know, I just want to learn. Boom boom boom. And you know, I just, I just really got into it a little bit, but I didn't go all 
oh, I'm going to be a black belt. I really didn't even think about that until, what was it, I was probably maybe at a NQ, then it finally started kicking in. Wow, I'm really close to being, I'm really getting close to being a black belt. You know, I was kind of like, okay, what the heck? You know, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't, cool. Whatever. You know, so. So, I. It, and I guess that's how I always took it. I, I never, I really wasn't going for rank until later on after I'd gotten a little bit into my Don ranks and stuff. I was like, you know, I really would like, I, I was like, you know, I'd really like to hit seventh Don. That's, to me, that would have been the cream of the crop. And then I realized, you know what, doesn't really, to me, it doesn't really matter anymore. It really didn't. And so, but, but that was me. But, I mean, that was just kind of a goal I wanted to set for myself. And the goals aren't bad. No. And, goals I mean, are good. And, and, and that's, that's cool. But, you know, as far as, far as I was concerned, you know, anymore, I, I don't. I really don't care. I really, I mean, I'm happy walking in some place and saying that I'm, you know, GQ. I'm, I'm fine with white belt. I'm good with that. That's fine with me. I'm here to train. That's my name. You know, so it's just right. kind of, that's just kind of where I'm at right now. So, well, there was some, there was some, we were talking a little before about kind of, where ranking falls in culture and necessity, um, right before we got on air. Yeah. I mean, I would totally agree with what you just said, but there's, I mean, so I'm touched on this a little bit last week. Um, so I'm going to talk about this before we we uh, wrap do a little go into a little wrap up is uh, kohai and senpai, and what those words actually mean is that a senpai is senior. And Kohai is junior. Um, these are Japanese words for them. Um, many places in um, East Asia follow the system, this system to a degree. Japan, very, 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 very exclusively so. Um, and American culture and Western European culture really doesn't have it so much. In term, at least it's not so systemized and solidified. And this is where I think the big uh, misrubbing, as it were, between the two cultures um, kind of comes into play. Because it, the, I'm, I will make no judgment on this system, but it does help delineate between people who are older and people who are younger. Um, and does kind of almost mandate a certain part of social respect. Should it be that way? I'm not going to say one way or the other. But a, a good example is somebody who enters a job um, in a company. They are kohai. Like someone enters a dojo, they're kohai. They just, they're so beginnings, their first time in, whatever. When we talk about either situation, it is the senpai's responsibility to help the kohai help train the kohai to help get that person used to to where they're at 
whether or not it's a job or it's in the dojo. And normally, it's kind of seen as three years to go from being in that junior position, being in that 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 beginner position, to being in the more senior position. So, and I think that's a that's a a pretty a, a fairly decent amount of time to at least learn how something is done, whether it's work, whether it's a job, or whether it's martial arts, what have you. Um, I don't think that has permeated, permeated so much in the uh, American, European cultures as much, but I think that's also where a lot of people in cultures we come from don't understand that when they first go in. Like you were saying, someone who wants to Yahoo in their first go will burn out really quickly. <laughs> Yeah. Someone who's willing to learn will stay for a while. For a while, right? And and to tie into that a little bit, I, I think I think there's a mutual respect that's also has to be I don't know agreed upon, right? So in some way, shape, or form, um, I, I know I've had instances. In, in the job market where I, I've had people, well, you're, you're, you're so-and-so or you're a contractor or you're, a, or you're, you're this or you're not a part of this company or that company or whatever. And it's like, well, you know, I don't have to listen to you, things like that. And yeah, that it's very similar to what we're talking about. You know, with, you know, with belt testing, with rank, with all that kind of stuff, it com there comes responsibility and it also, there also comes a respect that I think a lot of people lose out on. Right. And, and oh yeah, I want to be the next you know, black belt, this, that, what, whatever, whatever rank, it doesn't matter. But if you're not respected, then what are you really gaining? I mean, that, that's my question. I mean, it, if, if you get all this in, in the perspective of you from someone else, yeah, great. You got a lot of skill, but you're a complete jerk. And nobody wants to work with you, you know, whether it's work whether it's martial arts, whether whatever it is, what did that rank buy you? What did that test buy you? What, a piece of paper? Thank you. So that's just my that's just my my thoughts on it. So no, and it's they're they're spot on because even if you manage to have kind of negative success in that regard, um, who are you surrounding yourself with? Right? Yeah. If you have that kind of selfish success, um, who are you surrounding yourself with and what will kind of that ultimately bring you? Right. And when you're not focused on, you know, this is why I, especially with what we're doing on here, um, you know, I, I don't ever want it to be about one person. Yeah. Um, even though you might use pe certain people in the future kind of to display things. Martial arts is always about a community. Martial arts is always about the people you're involved with. It is a social. It is a. It is a social activity. Um, 
though it can be done in solitary. But we always have to think about, about that. And we always have to think about how we pass it on, and especially how we make sure it's good when it's passed on. How we do that is by making sure that these tests are appropriate for pe to, to gauge people's skills and push them on further than we we have it currently. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. There's my button on that topic. Anything else you, you want to add, Jim? No, I, I, I think that's a good, good place to wrap it up right there, so. Cool, cool. So what are you working on this, if anyone can hear it, the <clears throat> typhoon, the, the next typhoon has just started where I'm at, so. Oh, woohoo, hey, all right, Yay. party time, party time. all right. All right, so, um, to be perfectly honest, I'm, Probably this next week, I'll be looking at just kind of what what kind of gets me going. I mean, I think I'm probably going to go back to AQ and start continue to work on that a little bit more. And I mean, that's kind of you know really kind of dug into me a little bit more than what it has in the past. So I think that and just continue to do my therapy and exercises and and walking with my brace and everything else so that's kind of that's where i'm at so there we go the bionic echo we can rebuild <laughs> it make him stronger have him go on a boat faster <laughs> i don't know about faster but we'll, we'll just get it down let's just get it solid and work on some stuff so that's mainly it there you go there you go um i'm just working on kind of a little more i'm just putting a little more on each day that's kind of what I'm 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 working on this week is just you know rain aside um, to just keep just keep everything nice and solid um, and keep on uh, trying to build a relationship with some of the Kyokushin guys uh, recently started working with cool cool all Very right cool. all right my friend um, I think that's it for tonight um, I think you want to say to the audience before we we get out of here. Um. Yeah, I did uh, catch the highlights of the uh, All Blacks game earlier today. So keep going, All Blacks. <laughs> my, my other team, my other team, Ireland. Was like, <laughs> I, I hated to see, hated to see this matchup this, this close to the end or or this far away from the end, I guess. But I was like, okay, well that's all right. Okay, but hey, go All Blacks. Keep going. Let's win another World Cup. Here we go. So. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the the typhoon won't won't stop it too much. But it's it, it is the nonstop of articles of look at these really 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 handsome really strong big foreign men help clean up Japan after her, after a typhoon. Um, yeah. well, you know, the, I mean, the endless amount of articles about that is entertaining. So, well, uh, you know, I, I I'll at least back it up with I mean, look look at their character. I mean, that's. Man. They, they don't have to do that. So I thought that was kind of cool. So Yeah, no, they didn't. And and, bet, and more power to them for that. Um, cool. Well, signing off, I'm John. And I'm Jeremy. Have a good night. Have a good night and keep training, folks.